0: Welcome to the Rockstar Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Williams. Let's rock. Hello, Rockstar Teachers. I am excited because this is episode number one, the first of so many. And you don't get to look at my computer screen because, well, it's a podcast, but I get to see the amazing interviews and individuals we've brought on the show of interviews we've already recorded but have not released yet. And let me tell you, we've brought on some of the nation's most inspiring, innovative and creative teachers and administrators that are going to be dropping some awesome knowledge bombs on this show. And I am super excited. I'm humbled by everyone that has come on and most importantly, everything that they're doing to make our world a better place. It's truly inspiring. Now, one of the things that we did prior to launching the podcast is we created a special landing page for people to join our VIP list. And one of the promises I made is I would give them a shout out over the course of some of the episodes. So I want to just take a moment And give some shout-outs to some of our VIPs. So here it comes. I want to give a shout-out to Ashley, Chantel Jones, Risa, Melissa, Nicole McClure, Kathy, Nick, Lee, Sue, Cherie, Cassingham, Kristen, Christine, Andrea, Lauren, Becca, Sue, Rob, Kristen, Denise, Jessica, Allison, Becky, Cindy, Danielle, Donald, Megan, Sarah, and Shannon. You're on today's shout-outs. Thank you so much for being a rock star VIP for this podcast. Now, today, I have to say, we get to speak to an amazing middle school teacher that has leveraged Twitter and social media and technology to help stomp out bullying in her school. Plus, get this, every eighth grader in her school graduates as a published author. No, seriously. Every eighth grader in her school has books self-published on Amazon And how crazy is that? During this episode, Cynthia will walk through her strategies on how she uses student-created content on Twitter, how their students run and manage their own bully blog, and how she self-published their very first books. But she will not just give you high-level advice. She will give you great details on how you can implement this same strategy in your school or classroom. Now, there are several products and services mentioned in this episode that Cynthia uses, so be sure to check out the show notes on our website at thinkkindness.org slash podcast, and this is episode number one if you need to find it. You will also be able to connect with both Cynthia and myself. But for now, welcome to episode number one of the Rockstar Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Williams. Let's rock. Uh, Cynthia, how are you doing? We're doing great. Awesome. Now, one of the things I love about my job is I get to travel the country and I get to speak to schools all over the, all, from coast to coast. And every so often we get to step foot into a school that's doing some remarkable things like next level. And I wanted to take the time uh, to, to stop and, and interview some of those individuals, some of those schools to give more ideas and tactics and resources to other schools around the country. And what you're doing is truly remarkable, and not just to, to toot your own horn, or for me to toot your horn for you. But uh, I get to see a lot of schools, and and what you're doing and the impact that you're making is is remarkable. And and so what I, what I wanted to do is is you have a couple projects that you've implemented at your school, and so the first is you run the Eagles Rise Up uh, it's a, it's an anti-bully blog. Is that correct? Correct. So tell me a little bit about the blog and, and, and who, who writes it? What is the student involvement? Where does it get posted? How to get started? Give me the quick overview rundown on that.
1: Okay. So we have, um, a system on canvas where we have a discussion area. So I, every month, my student leaders and myself start a question that has to do with bullying. Like, for instance, what what is the difference between a bystander and an upstander? And then the kids all chime in with their answer. So um, usually I have contests between sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then usually have uh, reward the kids that have the best answer. Um, or we do, uh, we put a quote of the month on a bulletin board, um, that recognizes all the students with their discussion questions and answers.
0: Awesome. And then you take these and then you, you, you upload them into a blog.
1: That's correct.
0: Now, now who does that? Do you have a, do you have a student or is that, is that you behind the scenes doing that?
1: Um, It is me behind the scenes, and then um, what ends up as a result is that the kids start asking their own questions um, about either a bullying situation, and obviously they leave names out of it, um, and then they ask other kids for advice on how to best handle it.
0: Wow. And what was... When you first were starting this, what how did you get the momentum going to get the buy-in of the students?
1: Um, we, every, every beginning of the year we have a kickoff program. Um, and I share a personal story about my son who was severely bullied online. Um, and by sharing that, it's that's what the kickoff was. Um, it inspired the kids that they, um, well, one, my, my son attempted suicide after being bullied online. And, um, I mean, he's fine now. Um, he's actually 21 and he, um, is now at the university of South Carolina, um, and is getting straight A's. So, we are hoping that by sharing his story, he can, um, be, you know, inspire somebody else that it's going to end up being okay. So, um, so that's why we started the blog, um, and the kids that were inspired by his story and want to do what they can to make a difference in somebody else's, else's life and not Making sure that no one feels alone.
0: Now the blog, um, the the students that that are are submitting it, it could be any students. It's not just the leadership students or things like that. It's any students in the school, correct?
1: That's correct.
0: And then you guys also have a Twitter account, um, and it's at um That's the Eagle Rise Up Twitter. And yes. how, how do you guys utilize Twitter in this whole communications?
1: Usually I take the quotes made by students from the blog and put it on my Twitter account um, for others to see.
0: Now that probably allows a lot of the parents and community members to also kind of interact with that as well.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Now, what's the parents' response to all this?
1: Um, actually I've had, um, I had many parents that would come up and talk to me either like after school or I'm also a coach. So they usually come to me when I'm coaching and they couldn't thank me enough. I actually had a student, um, that never, he himself never like responded to the blog, but he took it upon himself and read it every single day. And for the first time, he said he did not feel alone, like he realized that there were other students that were feeling the same way.
0: Well, now, how long has it been going on so far?
1: Uh, For about four years.
0: Four years. So now the students, you know, you've had a whole turnover of students in your school. So now the new students, this is this has become literally part of the school culture. That's correct. Wow. That is, is remarkable. Now, how how? What has changed between you when you first started to now? Like what, what things did you try that didn't work that if anyone else is going to create their own, uh, you know, anti-bully blog or, or in their school, um, what learning curves did you go through that might help
1: somebody else? Um, I think the, probably the biggest thing was, um, not to put people in boxes, like stop labeling kids, like a bully is always a bully, a bystander is always a bystander, a victim is always a victim, that change can happen. And as soon as they started to realize that the label doesn't follow them, that there's a possibility for change, that was the buy-in. And when we had eighth graders that realized that it's it's more cool, I guess, uh, to um, to always be kind to other kids um, than, than the rest of the students, seventh and sixth graders, did the same.
0: That's awesome. And uh, now when you were first starting it, are you just the technicalities? Are you hosting the blog on like a, a specific type blog website, like a WordPress or a medium.com, or where's the blog hosted?
1: Um, we have, we use Canvas as a tool, like a teaching tool for all our classes. So it's, um, everyone in the school has access to it. So the principal, the social workers, um, you know, all all the staff members, as well as all the students.
0: Awesome, and so where can people find that blog?
1: um they can either um go to my web page um the school district's web page and look for my web page because what's um what is seen on the blog they can also also see on my twitter account as well
0: oh perfect so i'll go ahead and provide um uh provide a link to that. So anyone listening, I'll provide a link below if you want okay. to go ahead and, and check it out. Now, moving on to one of your other rock star projects because you don't <laughs> just stop there. You guys created a book that's on Amazon that was written by students um, and it's called You Are Not Invisible. Can you tell everyone a little bit about that?
1: Yes. Um. So the kids wanted to do something more um, to make a difference, to be more impactful, and to really stomp out bullying. And they just didn't want it to happen in our school. They wanted to also help, um, you know, all people around, all kids around the world. Um, they realized that in to make this more impactful is that we needed to look at um, or actually write stories um, in the perspective of the bully, the bystander, and the victim, and give everyone the chance um, to change, and also um, let people know that there's hope, that the bystander can become the upstander, that the victim can become a victor, and that the bully can become a promoter and a protector. So um, you know, all stories. I even wrote a story um that I myself, if I was being honest, that I am a bully. It's not that I harass somebody else, but I've had, you know, every time I look at the reflection in my mirror, I would say that I'm too skinny or I'm too fat or um um, I don't like this outfit on me, so it you know so people learn and they get a more of of you know of an idea of what you know bullying is.
0: And so all the stories that were submitted now, did you guys include all of them that were submitted by the students or did you how did you guys edit it and go from there?
1: Well, I realized that writing is very difficult uh it doesn't take a first draft it takes like 15 drafts or whatever to finally make it um perfect so not all stories made it um but the ones that you know the student leaders and I had picked are the ones that uh, we had to at least spend like I would say like a a whole month before we actually um sent it off to um the publishing company um so it took like it took i would say almost like six or seven months to really come up with the book we wanted
0: wow and did you guys edit it did you you obviously self-published it did you use what service did you use for the self-publishing
1: uh, lulu.com.
0: Oh, and how was that experience or any feedback or things that you would, uh, anyone else that's looking to do something similar that you would suggest?
1: Oh yeah, I would definitely, lulu.com was, they were very, uh, good about, um, helping us figure out how to set up the book. They helped us with the front cover. Um, I think like the biggest, the problem are uh, that I came across was trying to put our manuscript into a six by nine. Um, like every picture that we put in like, like the head was cut off or <laughs> like the bottom of the story was missing. Um, and they were able to like fix all those, all those headaches that we had.
0: Now was um, it, was there an upfront cost, uh, for that?
1: Uh, yes, um I believe um, all in all, like I think it cost it cost me a thousand dollars and it was well worth it because i I could not figure out how to do it on my own.
0: <laughs> awesome very and then now 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 you now it's able to it's it's for sale on Amazon, correct? Correct and this is this is a, a print on demand, which means you didn't have to buy you know, 200 copies of the book. Right. That's awesome. And and uh, how did the students feel to see their, their
1: work published? You know, we wrote, um, at, during our celebration speech, um, I had made another like little booklet and we had our sixth grade um, student leaders interview all the authors, because I have 27 student authors. And they interviewed all the authors and asked them two questions. How does it feel to be a published author? And how does it feel to see your writing and knowing that someone is going to see it and read it? And all of them. And I don't think there was, they're like, it's really cool to be a published author. And it would be nice when we get to the college applications and, applying for jobs to say that we were published authors at age 13 age 14 he goes but most of them if not all of them said that they were so excited even if it helped one person um by reading their stories
0: wow that is that's awesome and i mean i remember when i first got my first book published and just having it in hand makes it it's uh it's a good feeling and and you know if i would have had that in middle school i'm sure it also lets them know that um, you know that you can you can really strive and nowadays as an age with the technology if they want to write a story or a book you know it's a lot easier from you know from when i was in middle school and which is which is awesome now who did the cover for the book is that something that lulu did or or did your students design
1: we had a bunch of students um student leaders that designed the front cover the way they wanted it. But, um, Lulu then took their ideas and put it all together for us. And so they had a special design team and they, uh, they put that together for us.
0: Oh, perfect. That's, that makes it very seamless and things for you, for, for your school. Now, out of all of this, so from your blog to the Twitter account to the book, what, what are you working on next?
1: Um, well, <laughs> I, I am thinking about, uh, next year. Um, well we're going to be working with the Think Kindness. Um, I have to say that the kids really enjoyed, um, when we donated like over 6,000 shoes, um, To the Orphanage in Guana, they want to do something like that similar each month. Um, And they, um, from the book, like we're not receiving any money from the book, we are sending all of it to the Anthony Rizzo Foundation. Um, And, uh, you know, they're the ones that help out all cancer patients and families. And so we um, we've been working with Children's Memorial Hospital downtown and we've been sending them um, like we did a whole Valentine's cards, um, sent them to all the cancer patients. We made kudos boxes. So like if they finished, uh, you know, a chemotherapy treatment, they uh, were able to get a prize out of the box. Um so just doing different things like that the kids really get into it. Um and they just love um making a difference. So
0: You know what what I love about this is a lot of people they think that the acts of kindness need to be I call them like chore 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 acts like let's clean up yes. the river, let's pick up trash. But you're you're doing you know when I talk to when I do give my you know adult presentations on the steps to create a kindness movement you're you're checking off all the boxes and you know I usually the steps that I usually tell people is is you find something that lights someone's heart on fire find, find something that the students are emo- that they emotionally care about because if they if they're emotionally vested then they're forced to be reckoned with then it's setting a big goal. Everyone loved like for your school, originally it was with the shoes and then it's, uh, you know, it's setting the big goal. And then at the same point, it's bringing it full circle. It's letting them see the impact that they made. And for you, they're able to literally see everything come full circle on several different scales on, one with seeing their their stuff posted on a blog, on Twitter, then into a book form, and then taking it to the next level is is yeah they collected a bunch of shoes now that's being hyper localized like what can they do within other areas you know we always say that the the shoes are just the vehicle for a bigger bigger inspiration what the shoes do and the impact that they have is awesome but where the real inspiration is in empowering the students that they have the capacity to change other people's lives. And you're taking that to another level and instilling that in students in some of their most vulnerable stages in life, which is in middle school. It's where they're they're kind of outside the elementary school realm. They, they want to feel older. They're introduced to social media. They start understanding the news and, and all the negativity that surrounds us in today's society. But yet you're shining a light of hope uh, that, yeah, there's a lot of problems around, but Everyone, despite your circumstances, can still make a difference in the world. So, with that, I want to say thank you, um, and I'm excited to see what you're going to accomplish next. You, your your school's rock star status. What I'd like to do is is below, as I'm gonna, um, I'll p- also put a link to the Anthony Rizzo Foundation because um, I love promoting other organizations that are doing amazing things. So, if anyone's listening that would also like to make a donation or I suggest you buy a copy of the book because that's another way that you're uh, that you're supporting the organization um, and check out the blog. And then um, and people can interact with you directly on Twitter as well. Correct. Correct. Awesome. So I will I'll link that below. So if there's any other school uh, school volunteers, administrators, teachers, parents um, that kind of want to look at what Cynthia is doing, um, it's it's amazing. Um, And if you want to reach out to her on Twitter, um, go ahead and and reach out. And uh, anything else that you would like to add? Any other feedback for any other parents or volunteers or or teachers listening? Uh,
1: I would just like to go out and say that it doesn't mean that, um, you know, you're not too old. You're not too young. You can all make a difference. And it does just one small act of kindness is it can change the world and that's what that's where we all need to begin and do it together
0: Uh, well thank you so much for everything and then uh and i'm looking forward to to next school year and to seeing what you do and uh thank you so much for jumping on the call and offering your insight for for everyone to hear
1: all right thank you so much
0: how awesome was that cynthia thank you so much for all that you do to create a more positive, kind, and empathetic school culture. Now, if you would like links to everything Cynthia mentioned, be sure to check out the Rockstar Teacher show notes at thinkkindness.org podcast. I've also included several amazing go-to guides available on Amazon to self-publish your very first book. So if you would like everyone in your class or school to become their own published author, guess what? It's really not that hard. I actually self-published my first book using Amazon creator space, and you guys can do it as well. So be sure to check out the Rockstar Teacher show notes at thinkkindness.org podcast. And for now, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe Uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. We're striving to build our audience of amazing rockstar teachers around the world. So having your support truly, truly means the world to us. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Brian Williams. Have an amazing and kind rest of your day.